What's up, dudes? Today, I want to talk about the haters. Because there's a lot of haters out there. And uh, we're going to break it down uh, into two things. I'll talk about it more broadly. I want to talk about our haters. And then uh, sprinkled, sprinkled in there, we're going to talk about how you should use that. Then um, let's talk about the calendar a little bit. We've got some early openings coming up. And then we'll be done with this. Make this a short one. So, the haters. God, there's always going to be haters, right? And the reality is, anytime you're doing something right, there's going to be haters. And when I say right, I mean that in two ways. One being right as in correct. And the other one, I mean right as in righteous which is, uh, you know, in, in terms of morals and ethics, right? So if you are doing something that is right, as in correct, and someone else is not doing the same thing as you, that means they have to be at least in part wrong. And no one thinks they're wrong. So if they think they're right, and they see what you're doing is different, then they think you're wrong, so they are going to be a hater. This is where you need to be like, nah, I am correct. <laughs> now, maybe you're not correct, right? You always have to give the devil its due. So when someone does criticize you, because things aren't binary, they're gray, maybe there's a little bit of key information in the criticisms that they might give you. So, this leaves you in a situation How do you handle the ground ball of the hate? Well, this is what you have to do. You have to, one, not let it negatively affect you, right? And two, you have to take it with due consideration, right? For example, you're, post you're putting in work, you're posting clips, when people are commenting on your clips, your hard work, that's sketchy. Okay. Don't take it to heart, but maybe they're true. Are my clips sketchy? This is where your friends come in, because your friends, good friends, um, will call you on your BS. So you say, hey, friends, are those clips sketchy? And if they, yeah, it could be cleaned up, you say, all right. And there's your motivation right there. Hater wants to hate. He's in the same sketchy. All right, well, I'm going to make effort to be less sketchy. And you can apply that general logic to any sort of hate, no matter what it is. Someone calls you, you know, ugly or something. I don't know. What I do know is we have always gotten hate at the skate park forever, from the beginning. And I wasn't so good at dealing with it in the beginning. I used to get very emotionally affected by it because put in so much time and energy for the skate park. And then people are just going to just fire out this, this, this nonsense that to me seems like nonsense, you know, because they don't understand the complexity of what it is to run a skate park. But also, isn't it unreasonable for me? to be mad at them for not understanding the complexity of running a business. 
This is partially why I have the Skate Park podcast here. It's partially why I do vlog-style content, so you can get an idea of the workload that goes into running the business. Are the haters going to do that? No, that's why they're haters. You are not a hater. I am not a hater. That's why we are going to do our due diligence. We are going to give the devil its due, and we're going to take into consideration what the haters say, because like I said, there could be some valuable information there. The hater's not really going to do that. But what you do is by doing the right thing, you put out good vibes. People see that you're doing the right thing. So then if you're out and about and someone says, oh, screw that guy, blah, 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 blah. And everyone else that isn't a hater, maybe they're neutral, but they've seen that you're putting in the work. They say, hey, you know, I don't know if that's true, man. That guy seems like he's putting in the work. And I don't mean this specifically about me in the skate park. I mean this in generally, in, in general. Um, the second piece to this, I said what it was correct versus right versus correct was the righteous thing, right? Man, to do the right thing, the correct, the morally right, righteous, ethical thing, this gets into a really gray area where it's like, what's morally correct, you know? What it comes down to is... Are you the kind of person that does the right thing even when no one's looking? And you should be that person. I try to be that person. The problem, one of the issues with being that person is if... I mean, if you're trying to do the right thing even when no one's looking, that means no one's acknowledging it. And then sometimes it, it gets real easy to feel like you're not getting the credit you deserve. And perhaps that's why I felt guilty earlier on in the skate park journey when I would get very upset when people would sling criticisms our way. I'm like, they don't know how hard I'm working? They don't. <laughs> like, and how could they, right? It reminds me of, uh, you know this meme? I'll show you the meme real quick. This is like one of the greatest memes ever. The, the uh, this is fine meme. That's exactly what running a skate park is like. This is fine. I am constantly balancing all of these things. Like, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I, the rank order. There's things I want to do that I just never, ever get to. For example, we never have shirts at the park, man. I'd love to have more BFS shirts. But having shirts in stock means I have to design a shirt. I have to pay for shirts. I have to send them out. I have to pick a company to, to, to screen print the shirts. And it's like getting shirts has always been like item eight on my list. And I'll ch chip off one, two, three, four. And then the next day, those are filled right back up with other things, other projects. It's always something, you know. And again, that's why it gets so hard to not be affected when people criticize, when they'll nitpick about things, you know. The reality is like, if my priorities were out of whack, right? Say I was hyper fixated on the riding surfaces, right? So say I was, you know, for some reason hired enough people that I could sweep and mop every day, that I could 
that I would take apart every ramp that's got flex in it, you know, patch, replace all the masonite, just, just everything. There's, at any given point, there are just probably a hundred hours of labor that can be put into the ramps at any given time. If I dedicated all my time to that, there would be no time for updating into new ramps, building new stuff. There would be no time to do any of the, the YouTube, the podcast, or run the front end of the business. It just it just doesn't afford that. And it would be an amazing if the skate park, you know, grew to the point where I could afford a staff and the time to tackle all these things, you know. But it doesn't. And obviously it's unreasonable for me to for me to believe people should understand that. But again, this is why I do the podcast so people can get an idea of what goes into what we're doing. If I had a dollar for every time someone made comments about uh, the ramps being slippery or need to be swept or need to be mopped, it's like I probably have probably have like $20. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about that, though. If you've ever noticed, right when you walk into the park, there's a rack. There's like three brooms there. If it really bothers you, grab a broom and sweep it up. Believe it or not, we sweep the park. It's just that bad. It's a hundred-year-old manufacturing building. It's always going to be dusty, no matter what. Um, I started to try to vacuum a little bit more, thinking, seeing if over the long term this can affect it. I, I don't think it's going to, but it's worth the experiment. But regardless of the people that are going to hate, they're going to hate if, if the place... If the ramps were sticky as concrete, which everyone wishes they could be, which is not possible, they're going to find something else to complain about. Oh, the ramps are too small. I, some I saw, I've seen complaints. People say, oh, the, that place is tiny. Tiny? 22,000 square feet. It's $9,000 a month. Tiny? You kidding me? And then how do you even compare that to other skate parks? Because uh, there's none. There's no other skate parks to compare me to. <laughs> like anywhere the only other really big one was like rye airfield and they closed it's man haters gonna hate i guess this is just my reminder to you guys that i constantly listening i see the comments i talk to all my customers i'm taking all that information in and i'm constantly trying to do what is best for everyone aggregated together it's not what's best for me it's not what's best for you it's what's best for everyone so if you care the better customer you are to me the more you come the more important your information your, your feedback becomes to me right because if you're the kind of skater that comes you know three times in the winter time and you hate paying to ride why the heck would I ever cater to you? Right? There's, there's a lot of skaters that just never come because they just refuse to pay or they don't like to wear a helmet or they think the park sucks or whatever. It's like, you know, okay, cool. Not my problem. That's, your, that's a you problem. I digress. So anyway, in conclusion... If you're doing something right, people are going to hate. You need to not be emotionally affected by it. 
while giving the devil its due because there's probably some information in there that you can learn from. Always assume that people know something you don't because that is always true. Maybe not always. But if you, if you are looking, if you look at the haters for what can I take, what can I learn from the hate and the smack talk? We've just reframed the whole thing, right? It's not get upset, get bummed, get mad at that person, talk smack back. And they go, oh, no, no. Maybe I have something to learn here. We always have something to learn here, guys. Positive vibes, dude. Nothing but positive vibes. That's what we're here for. And that's my rant about the haters, which I'm sure I will get to again in no time. But moving along, I wanted to talk briefly about the, ca- the BFS calendar. We're going to get that up on the screen here, I think. Yes, there we go. There's the BFS calendar. So I've just updated this on the website, posted on Instagram as well. As you can see, the last week of February, which is, I believe, winter recess, we are going to be open at 1 o'clock all week. You may have noticed on the calendar, I did remove the Super Bowl. I like the Super Bowl, but attendance has been really low lately. The Super Bowl jams have never been highly successful. We've always lost money doing them. And where we are right now, let me take a step back. When peop- When normal people that come to the skate park just to ride. When they see events on the calendar, a lot of them won't come in because they don't want to go when it's like a mob scene and there's all this other stuff going on because they, they don't want the commotion, right? So whenever I do an event, the reality is for every person I'm, I may be bringing in for the event, there's equally a person who might not come because there's an event, right? If, it's a, if there's a bunch of bikers that want to drive in from Syracuse and they see there's a skateboard jam that day, they might not come in. So it's always, always a six to one, half dozen to the other situation. And things have been slow around the park. This is, we just went from having our busiest year ever to now we're on pace to have our slowest year ever. Things have really turned around uh, basically since Omicron came around. I don't know if some of the economic Stuff are playing into that as well, but we'll see in time. So we've actually switched up gears a bit here and are running things very, very tight right now. So I've taken the Super Bowl jam off the calendar. RIP. Now, can I change my mind this week and say, whatever, let's go for it? I could, but I'm not. Um, And then there's really no other special events on this calendar and we have all the way up until spring break. So not much going on. And then last, uh, just, we'll just touch base, doing some ramp work around the park right now. We took out the roller section in the boxes, and I'm putting in a new box. I probably should do the whole podcast about that specifically, 
but here I am, and I'm not. So I'll give you a quick breakdown of exactly what we're going to do. We took out the rollers, and what we're doing in its place, we're building a box jump that is exactly the dimensions of the resi jump. Now, it's not exactly exact because the resi foam adds six inches. The landing is actually going to be shorter, but for the for it's the same lip, same gap, almost the exact same landing. We also took out the wall between the resi and the rhythm section, and this box, the new box jump we're building, is going to be framed into the floor of the resi. So you'll actually be able to go from the, res, the resi roll-in and basically cut over to the rhythm section, jump the box backwards, hit the cheater wall, come back over the box, and directly back into the, into the resi section. So you, in theory... Now, it could be different once the ramp is done because things always end up being differently after they're built than they are when we think how, than how they, we think they're going to be. In theory, you'll be able to jump the resi, learn your tricks, get back up the roll and turn around, go right into the rhythm section, and then do that trick on wood. For all your scooter kids, scooter guys, there is going to be masonite on that section. So although the rest of the box jump section is not going to be open, to the scooters and the skateboards, it will be, that new box will be. And uh, eventually, when the rhythm section is all done, it'll all be masonited. But that means we have to do, we have to rework the big cranks box, we have to do some maintenance on the last two jumps, and then the hip slash berm, I'm going to remove that soon, and we're putting in a roller to berm which is going to be a big experiment to see if we can manage to make this berm shot work. So that's all big stuff. And then there's the whole thing that people have been talking about. We might get a foam pit in the spring. So we got to balance all these projects, see how it works. It's what it is. So that's it for today. Um, screw the haters. <laughs> Do you. Be the best you you can be. Um, really, I mean that. Be, be, kick it, kick butt. Be the best you you could be. Because if you're being the best you you could be, people are gonna talk smack, and it don't matter. Learn from your mistakes. Try to learn from your criticisms. Try to be better every day. Come to the skate park and hang out. And uh, yeah, that's it. What's the phrase? The skate park, right? We say we, we walk the walk and we talk the talk and we shred the gnar, right? So that, that's exactly in line with what this podcast is about and as well as my other podcast, podcast, Wrench Life, which is this guy over here. Wrench Life. So, thanks for watching or listening and I hope I see you at the skate park later.